Have yourself a shitty little Tuesday. Let the suns suck ass. From now on, they'll always play like ass. <laughs> ass ass. Suns lose, buddy. Hey, yeah. five-game losing streak. They are now 0-2 on the season against the Houston Rockets. Wow. We feel like We feel like singing. Yeah, <laughs> we're in just such a good mood. So hey, tis the season to be merry. That's my name. No shit. Yeah, I just, you know, by by the end <laughs> of the, the first half, after the Phoenix Suns shot like three of twenty five from the field in the second quarter, you just you start to get a little punch drunk, and you just start to go, "What the hell am I doing <laughs> with my life? What? Who? Who am yeah. I? Who am I that I'm sitting here and I'm consuming this this shit?" Yeah, it is. It's one of those games where it's uh, they're not going to give a shit or try or, you know, they just can't get the ball to go in, I guess. But the, the effort out there just makes you think, like, why are we sticking around to do a podcast? Like, I'm we're tired. Like, just can we just go to sleep early <laughs> tonight, please? Dedication to the grind, my friend. The Suns Jam Session dedicated to the grind. The original post-game podcast. The best content on Planet Orange right here, even after we get destroyed by the Houston Rockets. We're still coming to you live. We're still trying to find, try try to make sense of it all. And, you know, Jamsters, if, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're somebody who is part of the Basketball Podcast Network and this is your first time clicking on the Phoenix Suns feed, and you're like, hey, what are they doing over there? Oh, look, I'm going to <laughs> go check them out. I want to see what the Phoenix Suns guys are up to, considering they're on a five-game losing streak. I want to see how they deal with it. One of the challenges we have as post-game podcasters for the Phoenix Suns is we have to navigate exactly how we're feeling in real time live after the game. Now, granted, you could be watching this at a later time. Hit the thumbs up button. You could be listening to this at a later time. If you're on Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. Tell us that we did a good job, even though we know we probably won't, unlike the Suns. Oh, no, wait, exactly like the Suns. And we have to navigate exactly how to to digest what we just consumed. And quite frankly, Matthew, what we consumed was a bag of dog shit that somebody left on the front porch, lit it on fire. And instead of us going out and stomping it out, he's like, they called the shit poo. We're eating it. We're eating that shit live on television for you on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm so frustrated. man. I don't know it's if like, I have the appetite to even eat shit, dude. Usually I'm in the mood. Not tonight, though. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not, not the mood to eat some, some donkey ass. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, you, you know there's a tough schedule for the Phoenix Suns. Yes. And you look at the schedule this week, and the, the Phoenix Suns are in the middle of the Chris Paul revenge tour, right? They, they have two in New Orleans where he started his career. They play tonight in Houston where he played for four seasons. Next up on the docket is the Los Angeles Clippers. So my assumption is they're going to have a layover somewhere in OKC before they fly there just so – Chris Paul can point out, yeah, there's a good restaurant there you can eat at. And everyone's, it's just, they're, they're in the, the midst of this road trip. And as this road trip has progressed, progressed and going all the way back to losing to the Boston Celtics, it's like every game is worse than the one before it and the one before it and the one before it. And we're going to tell you why on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So thank you for hanging out with us. If you are hanging out with us, you too are a glutton for punishment knowing that you're watching a team that is now, don't get me wrong, they're still 16 and 12. And uh, once the standings update, I'll tell you exactly what that means relative to the standings in the Western Conference. But it ain't pretty basketball right now. It's very ugly basketball. It's it's very unmotivated basketball. It's heartless basketball. It's non-hustle basketball. Yet here we are, Matthew, still kicking it. Yeah, it, it is. It's basketball that something's coming. It's It's weird basketball where their mind's not on the game. Obviously not. There's no way that 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 they were thinking like, hey, we have a chance to win today. Let's get better as a team without Booker, but obviously more injuries. Doesn't matter, man. That team was not focused today at all, and They're they haven't been. for Wemby. Tanking for Wemby. I think so too. You might as well, man. Just take them from the Spurs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know that you're drinking. Well, so it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. So you, you you told the Jamsters you start bringing some beers to these things to I crack did. open. Yeah. So what do you got, Matthew? Got nothing, dude. Broken promises, just like the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Sorry. Well, I've got some uh, Simply Orange juice here. 
I'm just gonna drink some OJ. <laughs> that's, so, that's so that's so weird. <laughs> it it's is. better than me though. I'm pathetic over here. This right? is it, it's and not only is it simply orange juice, it's simply light, which means it has 50 calories. And it's not from concentrate. I don't know, but I'm gonna drink some orange juice during this podcast. This game was weird, just like drinking orange juice. So drink them if you got them, Suns fans. Pop it open. There you go. There's the audio. Let <laughs> pop and open a simply orange juice and let's talk about this fucking shit show To 97, the the Phoenix Suns lose to the Houston Rockets. A game that just wasn't entertaining right from the jump. You know, this is another game in which the Phoenix Suns come out and just lay an egg right off the bat. And they they don't even get an opportunity to, to get you engaged in the game, to get you excited. And that brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. You have Landry Shamit getting the start tonight in lieu of Devin Booker, who is out with the hamstring injury. Obviously, it was Dario Saric who got the start in the last game. Quite simply, are the Suns deciding that they want to tank for Wemby? <laughs> oh, so, I mean, do you think it's a bad... I think you have Damian Lee coming off the bench. Um, a lot of people wanted him, right? Lee over Shamit. That was mm-hmm. the thing, I... Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I didn't think it mattered. I think Lee came out wasn't that great either. But before the start of the game, when Shamit was nodded the start over Booker, who was injured, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you kind of want a guy in there that can facilitate more, someone that can try to get to the rim if he can get going, catch and shoot guy. I mean, Lee is a, definitely a catch and shoot guy. He's Lee's a league in three point percentage right now, and is amazing. But come, having that come off the bench isn't a bad thing. If you want to start Shamit, go ahead. It's just you got to make sure you're going to get the Shamit that wants to be physical and wants to attack the basket early in the game, which, of course, none of the Suns did, but you want that from Shamit. It didn't happen. Um, he did start off pretty bad, just missing a few shots here or there. Well, he missed he the was first open. shot right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, he missed the first one. The second one went in, but he was a little mid-range. But when you have Chris Paul, who's just really looking to facilitate out there, Shamit's not a bad guy to throw out there. I know it sounds bad because we just are like Shamit. Never brings any kind of sex appeal at all to the court, but you have to start one of them. Either one of them is going to get the same amount of minutes they got tonight. So I'm not really worried about the start tonight at all. The Shamit got the nod. Well, you have to look at it like this, okay? When in the last game, the Phoenix Suns started Dario Sarch because they felt they needed some size on the interior against that big front line from the New Orleans Pelicans. And I understood that. Did I think they could have gone another route, maybe gone-ish if needed? Uh, absolutely. Or maybe maybe that would have been a good Shamit game. I don't know. In this one, you can see that they're like, okay, we know that the Suns are down 27.4 points by having Devin Booker out. There are 20 shot attempts per game that are available for other members of the Phoenix Suns to now fill up the bucket, if you will. So how do we want to do that? Well, let's go ahead. Mikhail, although he had a great game Starting at the two in the last game, let's push him back to the three. Let's bring in Landry Shamit, who is here and under contract to, to be a scorer for this team. And he came out, and, like you said, missed the first shot in that first quarter. He was one of five from the field, and he was 0 of four from beyond the arc. And it gets worse, Jamsters, because as I go through the stat lines in that first quarter, in that first half, it's just ugly. And I see what some of the Jamsters are saying in the chat. And it was a real thing before the game began on Twitter is, okay, we see that Landry Shamit's getting the start. Is it the right answer? Do we want Josh Akogi? Do we want Damian Lee instead of Landry Shamit? I bet you in the next game when the Phoenix Suns play the Los Angeles Clippers, it will be one of those two guys. I feel like this was Landry's opportunity. And that's what we're seeing right now is a lot of players with the bigger names out are going to have the opportunity to – Contribute to this team. Landry Shamus swung and he swung hard and he missed hard in this game. Just plain and simple. 
Josh Okogi, if he comes in there, you know you're at least going to get quality defensive minutes. He's been a surprise on offense thus far. I wouldn't say this entire season, but over the last two weeks for the Phoenix Suns. Damian Lee, you know you're going to get that hustle and you're going to get an offensive player. And I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward it is Damian Lee instead of, of Landry Shamit. Yeah, it might be. Um, to ask, I mean, a lot for him to come in and like put up Booker numbers. Of course, you're not asking not that. Not Booker numbers, you, but you, just give yeah. me some numbers. Give Combined you, yeah, as exactly. a team. Yeah, I don't think you were saying that. I think you're just saying give you something. And also, another way to look at it, I think, is like, how was Aiden playing tonight? There wasn't anything there. Like, how was Mikhail playing tonight? He couldn't hit anything. He wasn't aggressive in the first half. So I think Shamit would have played a good role as just a catch-and-shoot guy facilitating around the perimeter like he can. Um, I would like to see him be more aggressive, but you didn't get that. And it's just a weird game when you have Chris Paul coming in trying to facilitate things. Guys are knocking down threes, and then you have to rely on Shamit in a way. It's like it, it's just it's you're putting a microscope over a guy, which we – basically given up on i mean he's been mm-hmm. decent this year i've liked him this year i have but you just know for sure watching the game the body language how he looks out there you know this isn't it you know this isn't a backup guy that can win games for you in the playoffs right now it just doesn't look like it i mean he hit a big three in the fourth quarter kind of when they're coming back cut it to 11 but he doesn't do anything for you right now that you're gonna be like oh all right we got our guy we got our guy to come in and help booker i know uh lee is that guy now Shamit might just mm-hmm. be having his last throw in right now, just trying to get his last grip of minutes before maybe something happens to see if they have something there. And I think it's kind of too late. I don't know why, but I mean, I was his biggest fan early in the season, but now I'm just like, I can't trust the dude. It just is the, the switch flip like that. I can't go back right now unless I see something different, but it's maybe it just has to do with the rest of the team and how bad they've been playing. So now I'm just like, well, Shamit, can you step up and help? But he can't, you just can't ask that from him. I don't think. Precisely. And again, you know, we're going to go through this pod and we're going to look at some of this and, and there's, this isn't us just shitting on Landry. We're going to be shitting on this yeah. entire team. Yeah. I'm starting with Landry. And I will say there was one positive of this entire game, Matthew. There was one play that was semi-positive to me. There's like four, but like one of them was for one possession in the third quarter, Landry <laughs> Shamit picked up full court press. And that's my question. Why do the Phoenix Suns not do anything like that anymore? Why, when they're down, are they not trying to force the issue? And it reminded me that this team overall doesn't force the issue in any way, shape, or form. They don't force the issue defensively by picking up full court from time to time to put a little pressure on the opposition and take them out of their game. They don't attack the rim fucking ever. They just kept cranking up three-pointers. That first half, right, that 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 horrible first half, for those of you who didn't watch, God bless you. The Suns in the first half were 11 of 50 from the field. That's 22%. They were 4 of 24 from beyond the arc. That's 16.7%. They scored 35 fucking points in the first half alone. Mind you, they scored 32 points in the third quarter. 35 in the first half. And what was frustrating as all hell is of those 35 points, Nine came from the free throw line. They were nine of nine from the free throw line. Yet they shot 24 threes of their 50 attempts, nearly 50%. They just kept chucking threes. The the, the irony of all this is they're playing against the Houston Rockets, who historically shot 27 consecutive threes in a playoff game and didn't hit one and ultimately were bounced out by the Golden State Warriors uh, the year that I believe they went and played the Toronto Raptors was it that year or the year before? I think it was the year before that. I don't remember. But still, it's like it's the Houston Rockets. This is the team who's who has that that run where they couldn't hit a three. The Suns just kept chucking it up. And when I saw Landry pick up full court press for five seconds, I was like, that right there is the personification of everything that's wrong with this Phoenix Suns team. They don't pressure you defensively, and they don't put pressure on you offensively. Yeah, and when you're playing a young team, I mean, you want to put the pressure on them. When the team, when the game is getting away from the Suns early in the half, like in the first quarter, even it's like do something. I know back of our minds we're thinking, hey, you know what? We'll probably pull away with this. Even towards the end of this game, it was like we went on a runs where I'm like we might actually still win this. But you're thinking that you're like, all right, well, let's go easy. We'll we'll come back after halftime. We'll come back. But now it's kind of like the Suns need a win bad. 
like super bad. Like mm-hmm. they never had, I don't think they needed to win so bad in like the longest time just to get out of this little yeah. they're in. So, so what, it's, it's the longest so losing streak they've had since before COVID. Yes, like, yeah, they needed to get crazy? out of this. Isn't that crazy? So what you had to do, Hey, put, pick up the pressure on the team. That's young. They're going to make mistakes. Be aggressive. Like you said, get to the line nine of nine, keep doing that. Then you'll have a game. Then you'll be able to maybe blow these guys out because if that team gets down, they're not going to believe in themselves at all, dude. You have a guy like Okogi who's, of course, going to be the guy that's like, hey, start this guy because he played so great. But he comes in. He's the only one that gives a shit. Him and Bismack yes. are the only ones that have any effort out there defensively and want to make a change out there on the court. But it's too little too late. I mean, you're coming mm-hmm. in hot against these these players that are young. They're hot. They, they're feeling good against the Suns team, even though we're without Devin Booker and then DeAndre Ayton. It's hard to go up against that late in the game because you're coming in too late with that and then the Suns obviously don't have it to match so no help from their teammates at all well and it comes down to Monty Williams ever since I've been here we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard this is hard Monty Monty Williams coach of the Phoenix Suns it's a reminder that winning the NBA is hard but you need to make adjustments in an effort to do so. And that's what the first half reminded me of. There was no timeout where Monty was like, listen, guys, we're being successful when we when we navigate towards the rim. So let's do that. Let's run some sets of that. Instead, he's like, no, man, just, just keep shooting it. Keep shooting it. Keep shooting it. It's just we're just digging that hole, digging that hole, giving the opposition, giving the Houston Rockets confidence. It's the same thing that happened when we played against the Houston Rockets the last time. We allowed them to stick around long enough to where they could gain their confidence. And when a young team has confidence, that is a dangerous and scary thing because they're going to continue to shoot. That's all these guys are designed to do is to just shoot the shit out of the ball, hoping that they can put enough on tape so when free agency comes around and they're cut from the team, they can join a team as a role player, right? And the Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams has done a horrible, horrible job of making any semblance of any adjustments from first half to second half after a timeout. When the opposition runs a timeout, every time Houston ran a timeout tonight, they had two points the next play. The Suns just were discombobulated. It was a bunch of ISO ball. I mean, it's just, it's it, it's very, very frustrating to see. And it's, it's such a yin to yang, right? Coach of the month, player of the week, player of the month. And then December hits, Booker's out. Monty can't coach himself out of a fucking corner. Now Aiton's hurt, which we'll talk about momentarily. But just as Jeff F. says in the chat, and thank you for joining us, all those in the chat. Welcome to the therapy session. Monty makes zero adjustments. And we've been talking about this for a while, but it's really starting to make itself clear because the shots aren't going down for the team. They're not putting themselves in a position to make any easy shots either. They're not running sets. And guess what? It starts with coaching. It just starts with coaching, man. Yeah, you got to say like, hey, I don't care. I mean, if you're open for three, I don't give a shit. Take it to the rim. I don't care how tired you are, Mikhail. I know you're on your long streak of endless games that you played, which is awesome. But at the end of all of this, man, we just want you healthy. We want you healthy for the playoffs. If you need a day off, maybe that's what you need to get back into rhythm, to get back into being you know, a guy that can attack the rim. Maybe that's what you need because I would tell him, I would tell the rest of the team, you get to the line, you do it. Eight and you're not fucking playing. I'm putting Sarge in your place. Like, do something to spark this team a little bit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can throw lineups out there. You if the same lineups we always see, right? Of course, Jock doesn't come out early. It's it's Biz and Biz does a good job, but then Jock comes in later and sucks. It's just like there's certain things that we have no idea, of course, how to coach this team, but they got to figure it out to where it can spark this team and make sure that they can come back out of halftime down to a Houston Rockets team that. You know, they shouldn't have no business. I think they are like a six and eight against playoff teams right now or something like that. Yeah. But they should have no business. I know we're without Booker. We're without Aiden. And then Cameron Payne leaves. But there's ways that you can maybe adjust or something that we can't even explain to help spark this team, dude. Because I'm just saying, like, it's going to be so bad down the line where if we continue to lose, which we probably will, I don't think this team's going to win. Like I said last pot, it's going to start to come down on Monty, and then it's going to start to come down on James Jones. Of course, now you hear like they can't get a player because of the the owner Robert Sarver, previous owner, will that. not help us. And then you know, 
all this shit's going to start coming back out. Now, once you start losing, everybody starts to pile on you or the joke of the league. Once we start winning, of course, be fine. But that's why a win like this tonight, even if we win by one or two points, it goes to overtime, I don't care. There has to be a way you can spark this team, man. You are coach of the month last month and coach of the year last year. Time to show How does it. it not happen, dude? I just don't understand how does it happen right now with the five-game losing streak. And I get it. And here's the other side of that, right? You're down Devin Booker, your primary scorer. You're down Cameron Johnson, who was brought in to provide Devin Booker some help, right? You're, you're down some other role players. And then, unfortunately, in this game, you lose DeAndre Ayton. Watch. So DeAndre, <laughs> same time, DeAndre Ayton in this game wasn't having a good game in any way, shape, or form. He was two of ten from the field. Two of ten. That's DA man. Five points, three rebounds. Played fifteen minutes because he tweaked his ankle in this game. So you're going to be potentially down even more. So you take a look around. CP3 is coming off an injury, and he's 37 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Devin Booker's down. Mikael Bridges is banged up, too. He's tweaking knees and twisting things. I mean, he's got a lot of issues going on. Barely walked back to the bench. Yeah. He's just, and he's zapped. Uh, And now DA's potentially out. And we're going to, it'll be interesting to see how long that happens. I wouldn't be surprised if we do not see DA in the matchup against the Clippers the last game of this road trip just to try to keep the, if you're going to continue to lose, you know, so, so Monty Williams has his hands tied to a certain extent. He is a victim to the roster that has been pro- provided to him by James Jones. And they're just falling like flies. So, I mean, one, I'll, I'll start here. DA did not look good tonight. And, you know, you say feed DA, feed DA. They kept shooting threes, kept shooting threes. Now, that being said, they shot 24 threes in the first half. That means 14 of their other shots, or I'm sorry, 25, 26 of their other shots were not from beyond the arc. 10 of those from were from DA. So they were feeding DA. He did take one three. He was trying some jumpers, but he wasn't being dominant either. This entire team looked unbelievably passive tonight. And you know against a an athletic, this wasn't the Spurs. This is not a team that's going to roll over and just play dead. They're going to come at you, and they continue to come at you. And it's just unfortunate that now DA, not only, and this is how you know how shitty of a night it is. Not only does DA get hurt, but on the play, they overturn it to an offensive foul, which I don't think it should have an offensive foul. <laughs> yes. It's just like yeah. insult to injury all fucking night long. <laughs> yeah, it, that one made you crazy. But um, honestly, when he got hurt, I didn't really care. I was just like, all right, this is the way it goes. This is the way it goes. When you're down, it gets worse. <laughs> no I'm shit. like, Aiden got hurt. Mikhail's on the floor, and he's on, and like, he almost comes out of the game, it feels like. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, can we trade these guys before they get hurt? That's what I'm thinking. And that's disgusting of me, right? Because Aiden's been playing so well. But tonight's game, man, come on. that This was pathetic. You saw Chris Paul a few times, bringing the ball down, yelling at him. Like, hey, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Set a pick. Nothing there. It just nothing really flowed. He had those three shots in a row, and then he airballed a little, a little bunny. So I've never seen that before. But yeah, it was, was everybody tough. else. But at least he was, was at least he was too. down there fighting though. He was he doing, was, like he was fighting. He, he at least somebody had some fucking fight. I I didn't see any fight in him tonight. I didn't. I, I thought it was a terrible game by him. The effort was really bad in the first half, man. I just didn't. These are the games where it's just like you gotta get the ball and go, man. I know they weren't giving him the ball, but he didn't. He didn't want it tonight. You really thought he wanted the ball tonight? I didn't think he did. Nobody wanted the ball tonight. That's why no, they kept shooting. I guess three. no one like, did. Oh, I don't right? feel like dribbling. <laughs> like dribbling, you got to like bounce it. Yeah, and like yeah. you know, like I don't feel like bouncing it to myself. So I'll just shoot a three. You know, <laughs> but if if you want to talk about a bad night, especially from three or anywhere, look no further than the Mikhail Bridges, buddy. Oh, Warden. Oh, Warden, Warden. Four of 24 from the field was Mikael Bridges in this game. Four of 24. He was 16.6% from the field. Two of 10 from beyond the arc. Eight from eight from free throws. That's what saved his stat line. So he at least led all Sun scores with 18 points. Had a couple steals, three assists, three rebounds. It was comical, Matthew. It was comical how shitty Mikael Bridges was tonight. Yeah, and he kept shooting towards the end. I think you keep shooting threes towards in the beginning of the game. 
you shoot the threes, you miss them, you're down by 20, then you got to keep shooting them to get back in the game. Even though I think if they would have played their game, just the twos, the mid-range, and getting down into the lane, they probably would have came back and had a chance. But they didn't, he kept shooting. Mikhail was a big part of that, man. It's To me, I'm thinking, Mikhail, do you need a break? Like, do you just need a little vacation? This yeah, holidays? do you need to take a couple days off? We don't care. I'll be honest, and this is very selfish of me. I've never achieved anything in my life. But the, the, the streak is... It's fine, but dude, if it's gonna cost you and it costs the Suns games and you're gonna be hurt by the playoffs and you can barely walk to the bench every time you fall, I think you're just gonna fall apart. I, I would rather you just take some games off. Yeah. I don't care about the resting man. We know how good you are and how good you can be. So that's why I don't want to say like I'm gonna give him, of course, a shitty game from everybody. And I feel like we've given, of course, eight and more shit. Now everyone's like, how come you don't talk about Mikhail? We can oh, talk, I'm about to talk about Mikhail. I know, I know you are. And how come we don't? Because we've seen what he is and we try to put him as the number two. He's not the number two. Aiden's the number two. He's the number two on the team and he could be the number one. That's why we expect more of him. Mikhail is who he is. He's a good defensive player. When you want to rely on him to score, it's almost impossible. But the reason I think it's impossible is because he plays so much damn basketball. And that's stupid to say. But it's true. He's not EJ coming off the bench and just jump shooting. He's a guy that's playing physical all game long, trying to get to the to the rim when he can, shooting the threes, guarding the best players, all that shit. So it's a lot, and it builds up a lot. And I'm not making a big excuse. All I'm saying is take some time off, dude, because that's the way I feel. Every time I watch him, I kind of feel bad. I'm like, are you sure you want to play another minute? Because I feel like you probably shouldn't. Just sit this one out, buddy. <laughs> take a seat, my friend. Please take a seat. <laughs> You know, my, my thing with Mikhail is, you know, one on, on one hand, you have to kind of like tip your cat to him, cap to him because at least he was continuing to shoot. Like he had the balls to continue to shoot. But at the same time, you're just like, dude, stop, man. Just stop, please. For the love of God, stop. It's, it's not happening for you tonight, Mikhail. And you're right. He does get a pass from a lot of Phoenix Suns fans because of his likability, because of who he was in the draft where we took him overall, uh, or, or essentially where Philly took him overall, the transaction that the Phoenix Suns made in an effort to get him here, they they he he's kind of like a valued asset who we're getting more than we expected from. And I see what like Melissa Moore says in the chat, and I see uh, what Lloyd says as well. You know, he looks hurt, and, and we both agree. Mikhail Bridges looks hurt right now. He's carrying too much. And to your point, like take some games off and get better rather than play this bad straight up four of 24 yeah. is unfucking acceptable. And even though he is somebody who gets technically a pass by a lot of Suns fans, you have to take a look at what his contract is now. Much akin to DA. One of the things we've been saying at the front of the season, if DA has bad games, you start to talk about price for value paid. And you're like, Hey, this guy's making 30 million a year. We want to see some production from that to, to vindicate the contract that he's received. We'll take a look at Mikhail Bridges, all right? He's four-year, $90 million contract. He's getting paid roughly $22.7, $22 million, $22.7 million a year to play basketball for the Phoenix Suns. You need a little bit more offensive production, especially when Devin Booker's out. And we saw some of that last game. He came out as the two-guard, and he, he played fantastic. But his inconsistency has been frustrating this season, especially on the offensive end. And we've mentioned it. On the defensive end, he's been compromised this season. He's shown us when he goes against the Lucas, when he goes against Jalen Brown, when he goes against Jason Tatum, when he goes against bigger physical players, he can't hold his own. He's not the warden in those cases. He's he's more like, uh, you know, if we're talking about Shawshank Redemption, he's more like one of the police officers, right? You know, he's like, yeah, I'll kind of help you out. You know, the guy who's like, Hey, teach me how to do my taxes. <laughs> right. And he's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, he, he's more like Andy Dufresne than anything. You look at his, where he gets paid and, and the players who get paid around him. Okay. So I'm just going to go right around his annual average salary, his AAV on spot track. So right, right in his group, right below him is Deandre Hunter from the Hawks. He's more productive than DeAndre Hunter, Aaron Gordon, Harrison Barnes, Jeremy Grant. Those are guys who all get paid less than Mikhail Bridges. Jeremy Grant, Bojan Bogdanovich is right below that. DeMontis Sabonis is right behind that. The other Bogdanovich is right behind. I mean, they're all right there. Just above him is Jer Draymond Green, John Collins, Jaron Jackson Jr., Andrew Wiggins, Julius Randle. 
So that kind of puts you where he should be on this team. And I just think the price for value paid with McHale has just been too inconsistent right now. Now, I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish my, my point with this. He's also in his fourth season. So we have him locked up as he's going to enter his prime. We're not at prime McHale yet, but he's in his fourth season. So there's going to be that room for growth. The nice thing about these opportunities and nights like tonight, and this is where it comes full circle for me. Am I frustrated with his performance? Yes. I'm happy, though, that he kept shooting because you need nights like like tonight where you reach down and you grab your sack and you keep shooting because as you're in your fourth year and you're going to continue to to grow as an offensive player, you need to have the you, you need to get the reps in. He got the shots in, so maybe I didn't rip him. No, yeah, that wasn't actually as bad. I was like clenching my butthole for that one, dude. But no, nah, it's good. I was I was fine. <laughs> the, the worst thing to say, what I'm about to say, this is the worst thing. I feel Ooh. like everyone wants to hear. Of course, is this is just injuries, man. I mean, Mikhail's a guy that feeds off of Cameron Johnson, Da. And sometimes, but I feel like the way he plays with Cameron Johnson and DA, that was unbeatable. I love the way those three play together. That's why this yeah. sucks doing this because you just know it's injuries and you know, like the way the NBA is like, you look at the Celtics, man, they were going to win the finals. Now they lost two in a row and everyone's like, Oh, they can't beat the good teams. Now that's, that's seriously, that's how quick it's turned. Now the Celtics are shit. So I'm just thinking right now, I'm like, I don't think we'll ever get a trade or whatever. I just think it's going to be something small, but I think that they can just get back healthy. And I'm just looking forward to maybe Cameron Johnson coming back and being decent. Like maybe they have a chance because they play really well together with that core and they, kinda, yeah. they got to fill a lot of holes, especially with Chris Paul, just being a big poopy out there on the floor, man. It's just, it's one of those nights. The Houston Rockets made one more bucket than the Phoenix Suns did. They made 34 shots. They only shot 42% from the field in this game. The Suns took 22 more shots than the Rockets in this game. Jeez. You know, the stats, man, they just they, they just keep <laughs> on chance. coming. You know, we talk, obviously, about DeAndre Ayton being hurt in this game, but guess what? Here comes the pain! Here comes the pain, man. A little bit more pain because Cameron Payne was injured too. He left the game in the second quarter. He didn't come back out at halftime because he had, I think, a foot injury as well. Chalk up another injury for the Phoenix Suns, man. <laughs> it's going to be a very Merry Christmas. It's like two two injuries and a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. Like We're literally like, like who? we don't have a, a G League team to pull guys off of to fill up some fucking rosters. I know. <laughs> I know. And we were just talking about pain. And how much we were just like, ah, oh, we're just like, yeah, this isn't it. Now he's gone. It's like, no, we need you back, kind of. Because all he, all I'm he was sorry, doing out was there was shooting. Shoot, he was just shooting threes too, man. I know he got a couple to go, but like he, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird thing when you're watching this game and there's just there's a complete um, zeros across the board with the threes, and then you get Cameron Payne to come in here, and you kind of hope that maybe things will turn around, but then he's another guy that's just jacking them up too. So then I'm yeah, like, he was three of four from the field. He had nine points. He was the only offensive player. Yeah. You take, you take a look at that, that first half. Okay. Zero or, or one made field goal from McHale, one from Torrey, two from DA, one from Landry, one from Chris Paul, one from Damian Lee, one from Ish Wainwright. Uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah. No, one from Bismack Biombo. Cameron Payne was the only guy I had who had three field goals. Yeah, um, and then so he's gone, and then he's he doesn't gone. return. This is the way it is. There they goes keep the dropping. They keep dropping like flies, dude. There, there, there goes the pain. So it's just again, I, I don't know what the Suns are going to do with this roster. I don't know what James Jones has in store because one of the things that was tweeted out earlier today by the Athletic NBA was the Pistons have answered calls and had discussions about Sadiq Bay. Uh, and the scent and, and somebody uh, sources tell JL Edwards, the third who's quoted saying the sense I've received when talking to people around the league is that the 23 year old may be gettable at the right price. Now, Sadiq Bay, for those of you who don't know who he is, young guy, 19th overall pick uh, in the 2020 NBA draft, that very interesting NBA draft. Uh, he was a fellow teammate of Jalen Smith. And he's actually somebody who, when we were doing our draft prep, we both liked probably more than we liked 
Jalen Smith. We actually knew his name, actually, when he got drafted. We're like, oh, Steve Bay, I know who that is. Uh, currently with the Detroit Pistons, he's he's played 25 games. He's averaging 14.8 points per game, 4.4 total rebounds. He's shooting 30% from beyond the arc, so he's definitely not a three-point shooter. Uh, but he's somebody who has a six foot seven frame, a little bit bigger, you know, uh, uh, two hundred fifteen pounds. So he's somebody who the the Phoenix Suns could potentially target. And every time a name comes up, it's a potential target. So two things on this, Matthew. The first one: How funny would it be to trade Jay Crowder to the Detroit Pistons? You know what? That's what's holding up these trades because it's not going to happen because he wants to go somewhere else and he's going to get his way. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's like he's going to get his way. He's going to go to the team that he wants to go to. Not exactly the team, but it has to be a contender. If he were to be traded to the Pistons, man, he must have some baggage on those guys. Something. He has to know something that where he's like, all right, if you don't give me what I want and I get to a team that I want to play for, I might just release something. I might have someone release some <laughs> tweets and this, this whole Sarver thing, something else is going to be exposed. That's what I'm thinking because it's like well, he should have been traded by now. It shouldn't be like, oh, you came in and helped us get to the finals. Like, oh, thank you so much. Now, where would you like to go? You're sitting out. Yeah. We're losing games. Where would you like to go? Because it doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like we could get a guy like Sadiq or someone as a value for Jay Crowder, and we're not getting it because there's something we don't know. There's something that he is just hiding from us well, that he might release, dude. Here's the other side of that conversation. This is my second thing. Perhaps Jay Crowder has not been moved and primarily because of something you mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah. Given the Phoenix Suns ownership situation, knowing that they have an interim owner, Robert Sarver is selling the team. No one's rocking the boat. The Phoenix Suns might just roll with this roster this year because we're talking about tens of millions of dollars that they're going to be moving around, assets that they're moving around, players, picks, the future of this franchise and this organization. And the instruction for, I, I forget the guy who's running the team, Seth something or other, the instruction might be just stand fast. We don't want you making any mass decisions, even if it benefits the asset that we're trying to sell. Everything needs to be in place. We're not trying to rock the boat. So James Jones might have... His, his hands tied relative to trying to make any transactions. And if that's the case, that's the scariest part of this whole thing is the fact that the Phoenix Suns might not have the ability to improve their roster simply due to the, that, the fact that they're a victim of circumstance, that their owner is trading away or trading away, is selling the team, and, and therefore the Suns can't trade away any assets because they want to hold and stand fast from a financial standpoint, knowing that if you're going to sell this to somebody, you want to, let them have the ultimate say. You don't want to have anything compromise a potential sale. That and and that's where we're at. And we're victims of circumstance. Yeah, we're basically being held hostage here. It yeah. seems like ever um, wins again. That prick. Yeah, it's crazy. I I think that there there are things that how are lined up. The Suns have things that are lined up, and teams are willing to do it. And maybe because of the situation with Sarver, maybe that's why that it's not going through. But I, I think when I look at the Jay Crowder thing, dude, I really do think that he's just trying to get his way. And if he gets his way, we're not going to get anything back. Good for him. If he goes to those good teams, if it goes to a shitty team, of course we'll get someone because they're tanking these teams that have a guy like Sadiq Bay who maybe wants to go somewhere and win. He'd be a great value to the Suns, but it's not going to happen because no one wants to go to the Pistons, right? Not right now. Not gonna happen. Do you think we can get Greg Monroe for him? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That's a true center right there, man. Give me, yeah, give me Greg Monroe back. <laughs> that's a true oh, center. God, we want I just that. that's where we're at though, as as the Suns organization, because all of us are calling for it. You're taking a look now. Granted, we know that the Suns are 16 and 12, and I looked at the standings, and I'll, I'll refresh them one more time. Obviously, if you're listening to this tomorrow. You already know what the stat, the status of the standings are. I know there's still some games that are being played. But the Phoenix Suns, even after their loss tonight, maintain their hold on the number four overall seed. The Portland Trailblazers are a half game behind us, as are the Los Angeles Clippers, a, a team that we'll be talking about here momentarily as we play them. And the Sacramento Kings are a game and a half, or one game behind us. And they're the seventh seed. And that's, you know, I know it's a third of the way through the season, 
but you don't want to start playing the according effect with the seven through 10 seed, because obviously that's the play and you want that six or higher, but the Phoenix suns up to this point in the season, 16 and 12, we've obviously hit a five game skid here, but prior to this, while we saw opportunity for Jay Crowder to be traded, there was no true need for it because the team was winning. Right there, 16 and, and 6 or 15 and 6, whatever they were, and everything was looking good. And it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to trade him to make up for some of our injured assets, a la uh, Chris Paul, who was out, a la Cameron Johnson, who continues to be out. But there's no sense of urgency. Well, now you're starting to you're starting to get that siren going off like it's the beginning of the naked gun and it's like hey we need <laughs> we need something because this team's falling literally apart uh a lot of pressure is being put on a lot of these players to the point where they're starting to break down see Devin Booker see Mikhail Bridges's performance see Cameron Payne see Chris uh Paul. Chris Paul see Old. DeAndre Ayton and 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 you hit the the nail on the head with that word right there the team now that we're feeling looks old Super old, super old. So especially against a team like the Rockets, super spry and young, they well, and, and had their way. The glass, yeah, they had their way. But I don't know how much of it is just being old or just not giving a shit. It's about a, it's a, it's a combin it's a combination of a lot of things. The the Rockets out rebounded the Suns tonight, sixty seven to forty four. Sixty seven to forty four. Math says that's not good, <sighs> Matthew. No, and again, this team. From the free throw line, we get out re or we get outshot from the free throw line 34 to 19. So, like in every aspect of the game, we look old, we look slow. You, you sit back and, and, and tell me this, Suns fans, as you're watching games, do you always feel like the opposition's the one who gets the ball? You're ah, oh, they got another loose ball. Ah, oh, if only the ball would bounce our way. It's not bouncing our way because we don't have the youth or athleticism to get to half this shit. And that's that's kind of just where we're at right now. We have to realize that that the, the Suns just look old. Yeah, and then of course when you're playing against a team like the Rockets, you're like, no, there's no way, you know, second chance points or anything like that is going to hurt us. But it's not even that. It's focusing on like you can't even stop this team. You think every every possession they're going to score, and I think it's been that way for a while with the Suns against these opponents where you don't think they can stop them. It just reminds me of the finals two years ago where you just like, there's no way you can stop this Bucks team, but you're playing yeah. the Rockets and you're thinking the same thing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sad? It sucks. Oh, well, you were hanging out on the subreddit for the, uh, for the, uh, the Houston Rockets. This will be really interesting to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the pod, uh, one, welcome aboard. Two, you, we do a little thing called the subreddit stakeout where we actually hang out on the opposition subreddit just to hear what they're talking about. So we're going to talk about what was going on on the Rockets subreddit right after this word from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money, and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Matthew, tell oh, me what boy. was going on. You, is that a rosary? I had to have my rosary out for this one, dude. Where'd you get that rosary? It was, it's on my desk, man. You don't I have a rosary in your house? I have one in my truck, but it like it looks exactly like that. It's like the one from my aunt Barbara's funeral. Oh, really? Maybe I got this. I don't did know. you steal that from me? No, some some older person did give it to me. I forget which one though. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> you have a rosary. Apparently, you were praying while you were with the. Uh, that, I was. The, the this is sacrilegious, is it? I don't know anymore, I man. Mean, it's a rosary. I I save my rosary sometimes. On your stay, he pretoli pecca. Please don't strike me down. Please don't strike me down. Um, well, who so said early, on the subreddit stakeout? Early on, it's like NBA Jam in here, up fourteen to four. 
Um, <laughs> and then it was actually kind of funny because someone commented, um, after that pass into the 10th row by Knicks, the one, yeah, <laughs> someone did comment later saying, sub Knicks out already. Fuck me. Every time he was in, subreddit was going crazy. I think he was so they did not like Knicks, huh? No, no one likes Knicks. It's, it's, it's funny because when I was doing the subreddit stakeout, uh, when the Suns played the Rockets last time, Knicks had a decent game. He had some hustle plays, and all they did were they were on his nuts. So you got to remember, Suns fans, much akin to the Rockets, who are a young team, we were just there four years ago. And remember how yeah. the guys would come in and you loved them or you hated them, but it was constant. Like you always loved them, and then or you always hated them, and then all of a sudden they'd have a good game. And you're like, no, this is the guy. This is the future of the franchise. I remember those days. We're, we're, we're all, it's it's yeah. circular. We almost are right back there. And then uh, Sengun, he murdered someone. Did he was um he was hot and cold, but he's always somebody I watch. I'm like, there's potential there. I feel like I think we said that last time, last pod. It's like there's something there with him. I like they, him. They really like him there. He was four of ten. He had he had sixteen boards and ten points in this game. Uh, he had six offensive rebounds, which is just disgusting. And yeah, yeah he he's a guy that the Rockets fans think that he's a, he's a great role-playing center he's not going to be the star of the houston rockets ever but he's the perfect guy to have around those young athletic guys because he can play down to the paint he's not afraid to get down to the paint and he rebounds the shit out of the ball why wouldn't you like that if you got a bunch of guards who are chucking shit up true yeah man uh, i kind of like to do sometimes i watch him like is he better than Aiden? just kidding um <laughs> if y'all if y'all lose this game then i know you're tanking on purpose true if they were to lose that game yeah, it might have been better for the Rockets to lose that game. You can show like, hey, you got some talent, but losing it would have been even better. I remember those days with the Suns; they'd be like, oh, show something, but still lose, please. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have especially at the back end of yeah of seasons. But again, this team was up twenty three points, and I think it's only happened four or five times a season where a team has given up a twenty point lead and lost a game. So yeah, if they had lost this, I could see how Rockets fans would have been losing their shit. <laughs> and. uh uh, a couple more things. Phoenix okay. needs Booker. That's being that was being said, of course. Yeah, I think we need Booker. No shit. Healthy Booker, we might be on a three-game win series. Who knows, dude? Um, mm, oh, we a- had a chance. We had a chance against the Pelicans. Those two games. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think, yeah. They're better um, than that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okogi just got his highlight of the game. That was a sick play. The yes. Okogi block to the dunk. That was the best. Should have been a foul. Should have been a foul too. I thought it was a foul. No, no. When he no, he it was not oh a foul. Oh my god! When what he dunked that? that ball and he got hit from behind, they did not call a foul. But yes, that was oh the play of the game for the Phoenix Suns. So Josh Okogi play of the year. Yeah, it was a up there. Block on a three and a then three. the dunk, and he took it away on the block. That's not yes. the only thing. He blocked. Took it away, ran down, dunk, got fouled, didn't get the foul call because we're the Phoenix Suns and we don't get nice things. Yeah, we don't. And uh, that was it from Subreddit Stakeout. Kind of boring there, today. Well, I mean, what, was it popping off? I, I remember when I was doing the Rocket Subreddit, it, it wasn't too crazy. It's no, it was just no, very simple stuff. And no. honestly, I refreshed like a half hour later, and there was maybe ten more comments. Yeah, so that's, it wasn't no, too crazy. The Jazz and the Houston Rockets subreddits are the two that I've been on thus far this season, where it's just not a lot of conversation. That's not where their fans go to enjoy games, I guess. And fine by me. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Subreddit, stay out. The Suns Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout. All right, Jamsters, you know what time it is. Jam Star of the Game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder. One, subscribe. Two, rate. Three, review. Uh, thumbs up button if you're watching along live in the chat. Shout out to Tim Tompkins, who's watching from FLA. Says, applaud you guys for coming on after a loss. Several straight, really. I have to give our uh, each other applause. because He's actually pre-recorded for all yeah. these terrible lives. Be the yeah, we actually didn't know what. We recorded this today. This is actually noon on Tuesday. We're just, yeah. We recorded this, and we're just posting it because we're just going to assume everything that happened. We knew about happened. the injuries. Yeah, we knew, yeah, about, we knew everything. about everything that's going to happen, and I made a shit ton on DraftKings today. I used promo code TBPN <laughs> and whatever. Uh, let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Uh, Matthew, whose turn is it to go first? I think it's your turn, man. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Okogie. I think it's pretty basic. When you take a look, not only at the box score, uh, but if you like to gander, you look at the box score. Josh Kogi played 20 minutes. He was 4 of 8 from the field. He had 10 points, 3 assists, a steal, 2 blocks. Uh, he did have 5 personal fouls because he got called on some 
ticky-tack bullshit, but he's the only guy out there outside of Busy who looked like he wanted to play, who gave effort time in and time out. And that's what's been really challenging over these past few games for the Phoenix Suns is in the first quarter, right from the tip, they just don't look like they want to be there. And that's why I keep bringing it up on Monty because, like, Monty, guess what? You got a talented group of players, right? Imagine if you were the boss somewhere and everyone you you are uh, coaching or you're leading as a boss is, like, literally the best in the entire world at their job. And all you got to do is motivate them and get them going. That's prime. That's objective A, B, and C. You give them a good game plan. You tell them what to expect. And you get them motivated to play. This team does not look motivated to play, and that falls on Monty Williams. But Josh Okoge and Bismack Biombo, they come out and they look like they're 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 trying to prove something. And for that, I appreciate Josh Okoge, jam star of the game. Yeah, mine too. And it just shows how like just how weird this world is, right? You make it to the NBA and you still have guys that just don't play. Like I don't know. And then you have guys that won't stop playing, like Chris Paul, and it's destroy your team. That's true. <laughs> He's not that bad yet. He's not that bad yet. I think wait till everyone gets healthy. If they do, and then see how it looks with Chris Paul. But right now, Okogi is the one that comes out, and you know you're going to get everything. And it might not ever look pretty. Him and Lee in the first half or first quarter trying to drive the ball was probably the ugliest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like that was, it seemed like it was the first time they've ever dribbled a ball. It was bad, but you knew they're like, we're not making threes. Let's make something happen. Then Okogi started looking a little bit better. He's kind of heating up from, he not heating up from the outside, but heating up from getting to the rim. He's, He's feeling himself, man. Yeah, he has a double weird. pump from like hop steps. He's doing a lot out there, dude, because he's like, these are the Rockets. We're supposed to fucking win. These are the fucking Rockets. What are you doing, Aiden? That's what he was doing. Oh, man. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, well, next Absolutely. up for the Phoenix Suns, we have the Los Angeles Clippers. Last game of the road trip in L.A. at Staples Center. Did you happen to catch the Boston Celtics versus Los Angeles Clippers game last night, Matthew? No, I did hear about it though. What did What'd you hear? hear? Um, who was talking about it? I don't know. Was me. it last night? Because no, it, it was, was last I, night. Because I was listening. I, I watched to KOC. it. I was listening to KOC. But go ahead, because he watched. It. I just heard that uh, Leonard didn't look. He looked good, but it doesn't look like his own old self yet. But the Clippers yeah. look good, and then the Celtics suck. That was the biggest takeaways. <laughs> No, Celtics, I mean, they had a challenge shooting for a little bit. I actually watched like pretty much the entire game. There's no basketball, obviously no Suns last night. Uh, again, horrible time being a, a Arizona Cardinals sports fan. fan. Yeah. Fucking Kyler Murray blows out his knee in the literally the third play. And I'd come home from work and I was just like, you know, I was talking to my wife. She's like, do you want to go to Costco? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, why not? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm on the couch watching the Cardinals game. She's like, oh, that's why. Three plays later, Kyler blows out his knee. I'm like, who wants to go to Costco? You know, so we go to Costco, come back, watch this, watch. Uh, I actually paused it on the, uh, I saw Bill Simmons came on the Manning cast. So I paused it yeah. when I went to Costco uh, and it's recorded if you want to watch it. Uh, but I, you and I, like, we love listening to Bill Simmons. I know we're yeah. the minority. We always have to defend ourselves. You know, oh, you like listening to the Celtics home game podcast. Like I've been listening to Bill Simmons for how long we've we been listening to him. Like five years. Yeah. I've been listening to him for like. 10 plus years like a for long forever. time Dude, it's just part time. of my routine like we all have our routine some mm -hmm. of you it's listening to this podcast god bless you for doing so but it's part of that so when he came on the manning cast i paused that and then i watched the end of the game watching the manning cast which made that horrible cardinals game digestible and then i turned it over and i saw that the celtics were playing the clippers so i watched like three quarters of that the clippers look fucking amazing okay now granted they ended up winning this game 113 to 93 over boston over the team that shanked us last week on national television. And what made them look good was twofold. One, they're a deep team. We know this. Kawhi Leonard is coming back. He, he's not looking, you know, KOC did fail that. He's not looking, you know, full-on Kawhi back yet. You know, but in the nine games he's played, he's averaging 13.1 points per game. He's getting 5.6 rebounds, 3.8 assists. Uh, he's shooting 21% from beyond the arc, but he was hitting his threes last night and he hit some clutch ones. Whenever Boston was trying to claw their way back in, it was like a Kawhi corner three. Paul George looked really good. Defensively, this team looks really good. Remember something about the Clippers, okay? If we're having issues with five-out offenses and things like that, like guess what this team is? They have a Vita Zubak who comes in, plays you know about 30 minutes a game, and then when he's not there, I mean, it's Reggie Jackson, it's Marcus Morris, 
It's Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Looks good Suns killers, time. man. A lot of Suns killers on this team. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that's slowly, you know, they're going up and down. You know, much akin to the Suns, they're going up and down. They're a team that is currently 16-13, which is seventh in the West. Uh, you look at their last six games, they've won three and they've lost three. So, and that's kind of how their season's gone. But I, they're starting to hit this upswing. They're starting to feel themselves. And I'll tell you what, the Phoenix Suns are playing like shit. So, I, I don't know how Phoenix wins this game, man. I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just um, this game, it's a, it's a loss, but... The thing is, with the way the NBA is, like, and especially the Clippers with the Kawhi, it's is it going to happen again? Is, is it going to be, you know, the same Kawhi the next game? Probably not. It's going to be hit or miss because a lot of these teams are just second, kind of saving themselves. And then a lot of these teams are having injuries. Um, it's just a weird point in the NBA. And it's flipping and flopping back and forth, which is fine because it is super early. We just have to remember that. And you brought up, too, the play-in. It's like that's one thing to avoid now, right? As a Suns fan, it's kind of like, Let's not kind of fall to the play-in side of things. Let's try to keep it above six and above, and then I'll be happy. Now that's the way I'm thinking. Stay healthy, six and above. Give us give ourselves a chance to be healthy at the end of the at the end of the season. And that's all I'm asking for, man. And you can see it with everybody out in the West right now. That's why it's so up for grabs, and that's why the Warriors are probably going to make a trade or be healthy and click it towards the end, and they're going to win the championship again. So that's why it's going to work. <laughs> It's how it always works, man. It's how it yep. always works. It's unfair to be a Suns fan, man. It's unfair to be a, a fan of Phoenix sports, it's period. It's fucking just, Kyler, man. It's just, I'm sorry, oh, dude. Well, and it's, you know, like... Uh, you have them on your uh, playoff teams, too? In um, nope, fantasy? Nope. nope. Okay. Justin Herbert in both and Josh Allen in the double one. So, at least okay. I, I didn't get hurt that bad. Uh, last thing before we get out of here. Uh, RIP to Paul, Paul Silas. It's very interesting that after Paul Silas passed away uh we play steven silas his son who's the the head coach of the houston rockets and always just looks like he shouldn't be a head coach he just looks like a like yeah. a fan who's standing on the side just like what the fuck am i doing here but paul silas for those of you who don't know who paul silas is he's somebody who played for the phoenix suns for a total of three seasons back in the early the late 60s early 70s and he actually was an all-star in 1971 72 for the team and for those of you who don't know he holds the single season record for rebounds per game as a member of the Phoenix Suns at 12.5. Did that 1970, 1971. He was a head coach. Uh, he's somebody who you go but look, he's one of the greatest rebounders of, uh, in the history of the NBA, in my opinion, especially looking at some of the highlights in the past and what he did for the Phoenix Suns. So uh, shout out to, to Paul Silas. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here today, Matthew? No, his son does look like um, like Jamie Foxx, so kind of, I feel like. Kind of. Like yeah, with his head Jamie down. Fox. Always with his head down. Yeah. Oh, you know, nothing else for me. Uh, I've missed that guy's whole career coaching. Never watched really. So I apologize. Yeah, Jeez, you should. And uh, dare you. Dare yeah, you. my blessings. Me and my uh, rosary over here. There you go. Willie. I'm glad you brought <laughs> so it for weird. something. Um, <laughs> well, on that note, Jamsters, again, we, we appreciate you hanging out with us after our fifth consecutive loss. You know, back when Matthew and I started this podcast, these are the kind of podcasts we'd have all the time was us just talking about how the Suns were shitty. So it's kind of nostalgic for us, but now we got cooler <laughs> graphics. So at least we got that going for us. Uh, we got a DraftKings promo code and we're part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So at least it's a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to continue to drink my orange juice. You guys should do the same. Stay healthy. Drink a lot of water right now. It's the holiday season. It's really cold out in Phoenix. It was 50 degrees today and we forget to drink water. So stay hydrated. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. Give us a thumbs up. If you're on Apple Podcasts, seriously, go there. Just click five stars. Write a little review. We appreciate it. It lets everyone know where to get the best post-game podcast on Planet Orange. That's right here at the Suns Jam Session Podcast. And if you're watching along, you know, donate the Super Chat, become an Elite Jam, so do all that fun stuff. Anything you can do to support the Phoenix Suns and the Suns Jam Session Podcast, we appreciate. It helps us pay for all of the little things that go on behind the scenes that you might not be aware of people like sons geek. Who's been popping off in the chat. Shout out to him. He knows what I'm talking about. Those super chats go a long way. Uh, we do have a, uh, Dave King is my son's daddy shirt available on Redbubble. Go to our Redbubble page. I already see people ripping this off on Twitter. They're they've stolen the design and they're trying to sell it for themselves. Fuck off people. Come on. Uh, Help support us with that. We appreciate it. So we'll be coming to you live Thursday night. It's going to be a late one. I think it's an 8.30 start, Matthew. Oh, boy. What day is it? Is it Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. I might be here. Thursday. (laughs) I'll pray for you. Um, But, again, 
Thanks for hanging out with us. We truly appreciate it. We'll see you guys come Thursday night. Yeah, go home and love your family. And pray for them, too. <laughs> <laughs>